This is 180 Conversations with tens of millions of LinkedIn invites, emails going out each and every single week. What are you doing to sound different? It's all about engaging your prospects. But to engage your prospects, you're going to have to think different and you're going to have to sound different. Let's go. All right, folks, it is late Friday afternoon. Pam and I are sitting here. We are getting ready to do 180 conversations. It's been a long week, but we are pumped to go through a couple of doozies with you. Pam, you want to kick us off? I'll kick us off. John, I appreciate you are working on a hectic schedule, and I am confident I'm not at the top of your list, but I'm trying to get there somehow. We are very interested in talking to you regarding a possible exclusive with your company. I haven't heard back from you, so I'm assuming you are very busy. Wondering if maybe you would like to put me in touch with another senior executive at the company who could handle an interview and give us an executive level insight into the entire operation. Would this make more sense? Sincerely, John Doe. Wow. That person is so attached. <laughs> wow. Yes, very well, read, much read, so. Read that first line again. I appreciate you are working on a hectic schedule, and I am confident I'm not at the top of your list, but I am trying to get there somehow. Because it's all about me. Yes. And what <clears throat> I want. Correct. Wow. That's a, that is a turn off out of the gate. Well, I always enjoy hearing somebody then say, oh, and by the way, if you're not the right person, could you please send me to the right one? <laughs> I mean, it's like, yeah, okay, let me bother somebody else with this. I just don't understand too why we would think that type of approach is going to garner any type of trust out of the gate. When already I'm trying to pass you by and figure out the person that's going to give me what I need. Well, I mean, Pam, I love where you're going with that. And right away, right? We all know if you're a listener of the Breaking Sales podcast, then you know this. Benevolence, aka high intent, is the number one trust principle. It is the number one way to build trust. It is you having the other person's best interest at heart. You know, Pam and I just don't make this shit up, okay? <laughs> Do your own research on this. But it is benevolence. And yet in that first two sentences, that individual unfortunately made everything about themselves, which is obviously the opposite. 100%. So lost right there. There was something maybe toward two-thirds down or in the end that that you had mentioned too that caught my attention. Wondering if maybe you would like to put me in touch with another senior executive at the company who could handle an interview and give us an executive level insight into the entire operation. Yeah. <laughs> That's a lot. <laughs> it, it was the entire the operation entire part. I, I, operation. Yeah. It's like, okay, you want to overwhelm someone really quick who's already probably overwhelmed? All right, you got first prize in that. Exactly. Wow. You know, there are some things I'm sure this person could have done much different that would have been helpful. 
All right. I don't know what they are off the top of my head, but obviously don't make it about themselves. And if you are looking for an interview, maybe you go to the person's LinkedIn. Maybe you go and you look at the different things that are interesting and you reference those. Show the individual that you did some research on them and that you garner or you would appreciate their opinion in a couple different areas. Again, it's easy to be a quarterback. Monday morning quarterback. Yeah, right. But still, I mean... I just can't get through the attachment piece. I agree. Even even switching the words from, we are very interested in talking to you. You may be interested in talking with us. You may be. Just even that simple switch to me makes it more palatable. Yeah, the power of maybe or might or not sure is incredible because that's our objectivity. That's our one way to show our ability to that reader that we are being objective, we are trying to be neutral. And if everybody understands, right, objectivity and neutrality does build a bit of trust. Out of the gate. Okay, that was a good one. You're up next, Dan. All right, listeners, I'm going to read this one. Pam, I love your input. And um, just kind of bear with me here. This one's a long one. And it's a first outreach email. And typically your outreach emails shouldn't go over 200. If you look at the research from Sales Loft- 200 characters, I mean words, 200 200 words. words, Yeah, if you look at the research from Sales Loft, they're telling you no more than 150, okay? Okay. So this one's a novel. Hey, Michael, I'm writing in the hope of finding the appropriate person who handles translations. We help businesses grow globally. We do this through translations. If it makes sense to talk, let me know how your calendar looks. We typically help our clients in five ways. One, you want to grow your business worldwide and reach global customers with your website, marketing, and other materials like instruction manuals and various documents. You want to make using your products and services easy for international customers speaking different languages. You want to smooth processes and workflows to handle your multilingual copy. You don't want translation to slow you down. Four, you want to outsource translations and handle content updates directly from your backend through easy integration. Five, you want a provider grounded in your industry, capable of handling all the specific language on time, on spec, on budget. Such clients of ours include blank, 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 and over 500 other globally expanding companies. If it makes sense, let me know how your calendar looks to talk. If not, who would be the appropriate person to talk to? (laughs) (laughs) Woo. And aren't there more? Well, yeah, I thought you wanted to break that one down. There's like three pages more. Well, okay. So I think right out of the gate, just on that one, it's just too much. I probably wouldn't have read half of that if I saw all that text come through on an email. It's just too much. Point my attention where you need me to point it, but you got to simplify it. That's a lot. And there's no way I'm reading all of those sentences. No. The individual did have one thing in there that I did like. He says, if it makes sense to talk. Agreed. Sowing some neutrality and some objectivity, but then goes into five extended almost paragraphs on what they do to help other clients, which was way over the top. So obviously there was no respond from Michael. So it continues. Hi, Michael. I never heard back from you. So 
I went to your company's LinkedIn profile again to double check if I should bother you at all. I can only imagine how busy you are, so I thought perhaps a quick look at our website could explain to you if you should care or not. Check it out. If it makes sense, let me know how your calendar looks to talk. If not, once again, with all smiles, who is the appropriate person for me to talk to? Oh, goodness. <laughs> I, I don't think I've heard an approach like that where I went back to your LinkedIn to make sure that you would find this interesting. And then, by the way, why don't you go look at my website? I haven't heard that one yet. That's probably the first time I've heard that. But again, it just sounds like you're trying to get me somewhere. You're trying to take me to take an action that I might not be ready to take yet. Well, it gets better. So one week later, all right, Michael, I've tried to reach you a few times to go over how to connect to new international customers with your multilingual content through translation, but haven't heard back, which tells me one of three things. I love this because no one else uses it. Kidding. I think every single sales professional out there at some point is using this or has used this. Okay. So number one, you're all set with translations. Two, you're still interested, but haven't had the time to get back to me. Three, you are being chased by a bunch of corgis, so I'll wait. Corgis. Corgis. Sorry, I don't even know what. It's a dog, it's right? It's a dog. Yeah, okay. Or better, let me know and I'll help you deal with them somehow. So that's interesting. <laughs> Which one is it? And it looks like I'm starting to become a corgi myself and chasing my own tail. Oh, ho, ho, ho. oh, golly. In case I'm all wrong, let me know how your calendar looks to talk. If I have the wrong person, who would you recommend <laughs> I talk to? <laughs> Boy, we're just beating the heck out of that one, aren't we? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So I don't know what your opinion is on this, Dan. I understand people trying to get creative and trying to be funny, but... I feel like something like this in the written form through an email to somebody you have yet to meet probably isn't landing the way you think it's going to land. So for me, maybe once we've met, you utilize a little bit of humor in your written communication because I know how to take it a bit better. But when it's somebody I've never met before and I'm attempting to try to clearly set up a meeting with somebody in the company, I just think that for me personally, it falls a little flat and it can come off a little bit goofy and unprofessional. Well, we talk about this quite often, pattern recognition. And that's what we as human beings utilize to determine if an interaction, a situation or an environment is gonna harm or help us. We do it subconsciously, it's instantaneous. We as human beings are always looking to maintain control and safety, much more than even love and happiness. We innately seek control and safety. That's why we use pattern recognition. And so in this instance, which again, might happen dozens of times a day, this person says, I haven't heard back from you, which tells me one of three things. I probably get three or four of those a week yeah. with that line, and they're all the same except for the third. You're all set with X, 
or you're still interested but haven't had the time to get back with me. And then there's always the third one, some goofy ass one, <laughs> right? Where you've fallen and you can't get up, right? Or corgi's chasing you, or a hippopotamus is chasing you, right? Or you slipped on a banana peel and hit your head, right? I mean, it's, it's like, come on. <laughs> oh, we know it's tough, folks. We do. We know it's tough, but try to remember this. And Pam said it really well. What what we might think is funny, what you might think is funny, it's so hard to assess. And when you don't know the person and there's you haven't had an interaction, you haven't had an experience, quite often what we think is funny can come off very different. And I'm not I'm just not willing to take that chance. All right, Dan, we have one more. And same goes, listeners. This is a big one, and I'm gonna try to do this in the appropriate order. Hi, Dan. Video is the most powerful communication tool, yet most marketing videos are boring. What are most marketers missing? What if you could give them goosebumps, engage them emotionally, communicate convincingly, and inspire them? Our storytelling formula can turn your video into an engaging mini-movie that positions your offering as a magical gift. Having created thousands of videos for companies like blank, we have accumulated valuable experience in this field. Dan, I would love to discuss how we have enabled some of the best brands in your space to garner thought leadership. Please, let's schedule a meeting at a time of your convenience. Okay, so that's the first one. Can I respond? Absolutely. I actually didn't mind it to some degree. Like, they caught my attention with goosebumps. Me too. Because we all know that feeling. So I kind of like how they were trying to tap into that. Good use of words. Yeah. I'm not interested, though, in the accolades of thousands of videos. And then they would love to, or like to, they made it all about them. That's where they should have went neutral, saying, I'm not too sure what your goals are or your objectives are, but if you feel video could be something that would reach your clients or prospective prospects in a unique way, a conversation with us may make sense. That might've caught my attention. I agree. But not the whole, I would love to, right there is like, yeah, I'm sure you would. Yep. Okay, I get it. You want to make a sale. Exactly. And the please, emphasizing please. the please. Yes, please, let's schedule a meeting. Again, that's one of those things on email that, that may look okay. You may think it's being respectful, but I think for most of us, it conjures up somebody kneeling, right, begging. Yeah, because I get to put my own interpretation of what you mean by that, please. That's exactly right. All right. So now, five days later, our next one comes through. Hi, Dan. This is Jane Doe from X Company, and I am personally reaching out to you again because I see a strong fit between X Company and my company. It's difficult to truly connect with your audience, especially when they cannot completely comprehend how your solution benefits them or makes their life easier. This is where we come in with a team of experts in business, technology, and science, storytelling with proven experience in developing effective marketing videos to help you simplify your message and build trust with your target audience. Dan, please suggest a date and time that best suits your calendar. Okay, so that was five days later. Yeah, I mean, for me, this might be a personal thing. Right away when someone talks about mutually beneficial fit or assuming that there's a fit or a partnership or something like that. What, what was that first sentence? I am personally reaching out to you again because I see a strong fit. Yeah. Now, that's so assumptive, 100%. attached. 
you just said right there and then that you have absolutely no objectivity when you sit down with me. You are going to force feed your agenda on me. I hope everybody heard that when you say something like, I see a strong fit and we've never even met each other before. Absolutely, the alarm bells are going to go off. All right, the next email comes through five days later. Okay, so now we're three emails in in 10 days. Hi, Dan. Just wondering if you received my previous emails. It's tough to remain true to the science and compliant, yet keep it simple, engaging, and inspiring for your audience. We strategically add elements to grab attention right at the beginning of your video, retain it, in parentheses, we leverage 25 plus proven techniques from Hollywood screenwriters, parentheses, and end on an emotional high with an inspiring message and a strong CTA. That must mean call to action. I'm making an assumption. I don't know what CTA means, but I'm guessing that's what it means. We handcraft animated videos to help you tell stories that simplify your message, skyrocket your engagement, and make your audience care. Please, can we schedule a quick meeting sometime this week whenever you're free? I love- They're the, polite. <laughs> I love the please part lately. Yeah, it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's what I'm thinking. Somehow- are they getting information? Are they getting data that supports that their target audience needs to be hit every five days? And I'm truly asking you that. It's interesting to me because, I mean, that's like stalking. It's overwhelming. Yeah. It's overwhelming. So where is the every seven days, every five days, right? There's a lot of that. So I'm wondering like out loud, is there data that says that's how often you got to hit people? Because I know in my world, no. I know in our client's world, no. no. So I'm wondering why that's so common. Good question. We're not done yet. Is it like how to be a pain in the ass for <laughs> dummies? Is there a new book out there like that? <laughs> On fire today. All right, here's the next one, five days later. Hi, Dan. You need to simplify your message so it's effective, memorable, and persuasive. And for that, it's critical to develop a strategic, memorable screenplay. We will deliver you a production-ready screenplay, not just a script. We'll help you keep it short and crisp, what to cut and what not to cut. We'll enable you to leverage the power of medium, visuals, voiceover, captions, color, and background. I'd love to take you through our conceptual ideas and engaging storytelling formats that might work really well for X company. Please let me know the best time when you are free for a quick meeting this week. Yeah, it's funny. I just—I think it's just me. I just hear the please now. I, I, right? Please. Please. Pretty please with sugar on top, right? It was a lot. That was what I took away from that. You know, there was just so much there. And I felt like they were making a lot of promises. And again, that goes along with that whole objectivity I mean, I don't think there's ever been once, Pam, that we have ever made promises in our business, okay? Yes. You can't. There's too many other factors that get involved. So, and I think when we receive promises as human beings, right, verbal promises, I think we immediately go to a sense of or a degree of skepticism. Oh, for sure. I know I do. Yeah. Now, I even know I tend to be a little more trusting than skeptical, from a behavioral standpoint, but I will go to skepticism 
when someone's making me a promise. It's almost just instinctual. Absolutely. And maybe that's that whole pattern recognition thing creeping in where I'm trying to determine, is this going to harm or help? And I've been harmed in the past by promises. So I immediately <laughs> go to skepticism. Who knows? I love it. Okay. Here's our next one. Five days later. Shocking. I'm following up on the email below. We'd love to share with you the fascinating and revenue-generating animated videos we've created in your space. We are experts in business storytelling, and we feel we can be of great value to X company. We make your customer feel like a hero, with your offering as the superpower, of course. We'll make them feel understood and appreciated. We engage and inspire them for action, not just information. Are you available to chat for a few minutes later this week? No, please, this time. It will be time well spent. As you were talking, or excuse me, reading, I thought the words that they chose were actually put together nicely. Better. I do. But I, I started laughing because I just, I had this image of this marketing team sitting in this closed room coming up with this final email for all of their sales professionals to use. And they wordsmithed it for half a day. <laughs> and then they felt so damn good about it when they sent it out because it was perfect. Well, there's still one more. Well, it was perfectly written, <laughs> but it was all about them. them. So it was, I could just see the marketing people, right? high-fiving each other, right? <laughs> Putting medals on, right? You get first place. That was outstanding. Your usage of the word, whatever, was so good, right? It was all about them. Though. And it's funny too, Dan, because I do agree with you. The words in, in these messages are much better than what we usually see. But if they could just alter... Just alter the way they're using them. Oh, it could be so much more powerful. Well, they, they, they talk about, well, here's the funny thing, and I'm sure our listeners caught this. They talk about creating a story that puts our or the recipient's clients, prospects as the superhero, as right the main narrative. Right. But yet they wrote an email that they're making themselves the superhero, the superhero and the complete main narrative. Good, op good observation. So here's our last one, and it's four days later. Four days later. Hi, Dan. Oh, you're going to love this, Dan. Here comes that pattern recognition. I've really tried connecting with you for the past few weeks to discuss some interesting storytelling ideas for X company, but I have failed miserably. That tells me one of three things. <laughs> Number one, maybe you are all set or have found another vendor. Of course I am. Right, right. If that's the case, please let me know so I can stop bothering you. Number two, you are still interested, but you haven't had the time to get back to me yet. Number three, you have fallen and can't get up. And if that's the case, please let me know and I'll back you up. Please let me know because I am really starting to worry. Dan, thanks in advance, and I look forward to hearing back from you. There's got to be someone out there teaching this stuff because I almost got an identical email um, last week. You phone and you can't get up. Please let me know because I'm really getting worried. I didn't like that at all because that didn't come off as joking. That actually came off as disingenuous. Very disingenuous. All right, and a smart ass. Yes. 
I agree. So they probably thought it was funny, but it did not come off that way. See, that's why I just think we have to be so careful with some of this. We don't know these people. They don't know us. I mean, I, I like people and you know me, Pam, I've said this. I love when people experiment. I think you got to experiment in a way that you're using a little bit more common sense. Right. 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 Because to your point, we can interpret however we want to. Exactly. I get to put my tone, my body language on your words. Mm -hmm. I might read it very differently than what you intended me to read it. Yeah, exactly. If you're ready to get uncomfortable and level up to high performer status, find out how you can change the conversation by sending us your sales outreach via email or voice recording at podcast at lapin180.com.